You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. Take a 
to African Perspectives, where we view the issues of our day from an African worldview and African-centered perspective. This program is unapologetically African. It is a custom in the African tradition to ask elders for permission to speak, having been granted permission to our ancestors whose shoulders we stand on, to our elders whose shadows we walk in. I greet you, my dear brothers and sisters, in the language of one of the greatest civilizations on this planet, it gave the world the basic disciplines of knowledge of science, math, architecture, music, writing, law, religion, you name it, we did it. The Greeks called it Egypt, but they called themselves Kemet, and Kemet means land of the blacks. I greet you all in the Kemetic language, the word of peace, Hotep. It is truly an honor and a privilege to pour libation because we truly do stand on the shoulders of those who came before us. We're going to use water because water has no enemies. Water is the great cleanser, the great purifier. Everything on the planet that lives, it needs water from a tiny microscopic organism to a tall redwood tree. We pour water into the earth to invoke the spirits of our ancestors and we say the word ashe. It simply means so be it. So we pour this libation to God for all that God has done and for all that God will do. We sashay. We pour this libation to Mother Africa, birthplace of all humanity, everyone who has lived, everyone who will live in the future. We all have a common ancestral root in Africa. We pour this libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. I mentioned Kemet in the opening. Kemet was the height, the apex, the zenith of African high culture. But there were others as well, as Tymeri, Punt, and Nubia. So we poured this libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. We say, Ashe. 
report us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa, of Ghana, Mali, Zangai, Benin, Great Zimbabwe, civilizations that were flourishing and growing while Europe was in a medieval or dark age. The University of Sankare at Timbuktu, an outstanding educational institution. So he poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa. We say, Ashe? We poured us libation to the Ma'afa, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the Infakani, the great tragedy, uprooted out of Africa. Our brothers and sisters lay a carpet along the Atlantic Ocean. We're in North America, South America, Central America, and throughout the diaspora. So he poured us libation to our brothers and sisters who suffered the Ma'afa, the Infakani, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the great tragedy. We poured us libation in their honor and in their memory. We do not know their names, but because of them and their sacrifice, we are here. So we sashay. We poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. If you ever heard me do a libation, you will know that we were not slaves. I repeat, we were not slaves. We were captives. What does a captive want to do? Get free. So we poured us libation to all those men and women who fought against enslavement. In fact, I maintain that some of us are more of a slave today than we were in our initial captivity because some of us are a slave to vice, to corruption, to drugs, sex, and violence. So we poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. Gabriel Prosser, Nat Turner, Denmark Vesey, Harriet Tutman. We always resisted. And we will always resist. So we poured us libation in the name and the honor of those men and women who fought against our captivity. We poured us libation to those unborn, those young men and women who will once again lead us back on the stage of human history as a free and proud and productive people. We sashay. We poured us libation to brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. We need each other. We don't have good family life. There's a saying, conditions shape conduct and consciousness. The conditions in our community are bad. The conduct towards each other is not good. Because why? We lack consciousness. And consciousness is more than just awareness. Consciousness is a deeper understanding of who you are historically, who you are culturally. So once we begin to understand the importance of brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. Brothers and sisters, let us all say, Ashe, Ashe, Ashe. Shemhotep means going peace. Good morning, African world. You are listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. And I am your host, Baba Oshi. Hotel family, hope everything was well with you today. Hope you're going to have a good day today. Hump day, getting over that hump. So I hope you get a chance to do all the things you want to do, should do, must do, can do, and will do. Hoping too that the weather will be accommodating for you to do it. But if it is not, and it must be done, it has to be done, you will get it done. That's the kind of brother and sister that you is. And that's why we have much love, admiration, and respect for you. Because you don't procrastinate. You get it done. 
You're listening to African Perspectives. We're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 to 12 Central, 9 to 11 Mountain, 8 to 10 Pacific, any other time around the world. But if you cannot listen to this program live, you can always go to our archives at timeforanawakening.com. At the top of the page, you'll see podcasts. Click on that. The drop down, you'll see African Perspectives. Click on that, and there will be programs that are dated entitled also too you can use it whatever search engine that you use google firefox internet explorer whatever uh time for an awakening just go there and um hit uh you know you can hit babaoshi.net b-a-b-a-o-s-h-i.net babaoshi.net and once again programs that are dated entitled my good brother, brother Kwaku, appreciate you, man. Other programming we have here on Time for an Awakening. Um, on Tuesdays, Black Reality Think Tank with uh, Brother Alfonso Watkins in honor of Dr. William Rogers on Tuesdays from 8 to 10. On Thursdays, Mississippi on the Move, the Black Liberation Movement from 7 to 8 on Thursdays. Fridays at 8 p.m. If it's Friday and it's 8 p.m. Eastern time. Oh, yes, brothers and sisters. That is time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. Saturday from 7 to 9, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., the Sankofa Elders Council. On Sunday at 7 p.m., time for an awakening once again with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. And the number to call is 215-490-9832. 490-9832. We Buy Black. We Buy Black, the largest online marketplace for American African-owned businesses is webuyblack.com. Get everything you need from American African-owned businesses is webuyblack.com. Heard a commercial on the uh, commercial station here on the AM commercial statement station for We Buy Black. They said they raised 600000 and that would put them at, uh, yeah, $80,000 short of the one. No, more than that. More than that. Because they were on 1.4. So, yeah. Well, where's my math coming from here? 800000 away from the goal. So they can... Uh, create a supermarket that sells produce from our farmers that sells products that we produce and so forth and so on and then do that here in Atlanta in other areas where we're a good mass DC Baltimore Chicago Dallas Detroit whatever you know so we buy black the largest online marketplace for American African home businesses. Get everything you need. Africa for the Africans. Brother Bonnie Tahimba is leaving on the 30th. That's tomorrow. He's going to Senegal and Gambia from the 30th to the, to the 9th of April. Senegal and Gambia, my good brother Irv, uh, will be with him and they'll be enjoying the beautiful sites of Senegal 
in Gambia and go to Kambi Bilongo, <laughs> where uh, Kunta Kinte, the village of Jafare, Kunta Kinte. Yes, sir, I love it. I'm happy for him. Other tours that he has upcoming, May 24th to June 5th, Ghana. July 20th to July 30th, Rwanda. July 16th, excuse me, November 16th through November 27th, Tanzania. December 24th to January 4th, 2024, Azinia. March 29th to April 9th, Liberia. November 20, July 11th to the 23rd, Ghana. And then November 21st to December 2nd, Kemet. But of course, you can go to the website, find out about land that is for sale on the continent, ways to invest, repatriation if you want to make that move to go home in, in the community, Pan-African community in Ghana. So, brothers and sisters, it's happening. And and if you don't go on any of the tours that he is offering, those documents are necessary for you to do what you have to do. So it's all right there. Africa for the Africans.org. If you want to see pictures, go to Facebook.com forward slash Bomani. If you want to see videos, go to YouTube.com forward slash Bomani 2007. Africa for the Africans.org. Safe travel, my brothers and sisters. Habasha. Habasha Incorporated Habasha. Helping Africa by establishing schools at home and abroad. Habasha Incorporated is a Pan-African organization that cultivates leadership in youth and families through practical experiences in cultural education, sustainable agriculture, entrepreneurship, and holistic health and technology. Habasha Incorporated.org. Remember they had the Kashi Project that launched uh, in <clears throat> October of last year. And the Kashi Project is, I mean, it's beautiful, brothers and sisters. It's really beautiful. The architecture, some of the buildings they've erected. That's HabashaIncorporated.org. Ledge, Land for the Environmental Development Group Economics. The Ledge Group, brothers and sisters, become a member of the Ledge Group. They deal in the area of vital human existence. The four things that are most vital for human existence, which is food, water, clothing, shelter. They have 12 projects in six different countries and over 170 employed with over 260 members. Brothers and sisters become the member of the Ledge Group, Land for the Environmental Development for Group Economics. Abibiatumi, A-B-I-B-I-T-U-M-I dot com. Abibiatumi.com. They're having their uh, conference. It's going to be in July. And I look forward to it. The conference. Uh, I'm trying to see if they got some ways that you, it's going to be in Ghana. It's going to be in, in Ghana. So I hope that they have ways that you can go online and participate. The Black Power Conference, they're asking for, for those who have uh, knowledge and want to participate and to send papers to Abibiatumi um, <clears throat> and to the conference in July. It's my pharmacy. It's my pharmacy. S M A I F A R M A C Y dot com. It's my pharmacy. Brothers and sisters, contact Brother Jabril at 770 
And, you know, chat with him about what's happening with you, what you're doing, what your plans are, what do you want to happen. He'll put a project, a program together for you. And believe me, uh, I've been procrastinating, I, I must admit. Sometimes you just got to tell the truth. Tell the truth, Oshie. <laughs> but I'm going to get on it because it's about life. We want to be here. If you got grandchildren, you want to see them grow up. Maybe you had great-grandchildren. Isn't that great? You know, all the other changes that are going to come. You want to see the dawning of Africans celebrating being African and getting the continent together. That's where I want to be. On the continent as it develops, getting its act together. I say. Africa. Smy Pharmacy. Oh, if you want to go online, just go to Smy Pharmacy at, or send an email email to Brother Jabril. Send it to smypharmacy at gmail. S-M-A-I-F-A-R-M-A-C-Y at gmail.com Brother Moses. Brother Moses West Foundation. Brother Moses West MosesWestFoundation.org family. I can't say it and speak about it enough. Uh, please, brothers and sisters, what the work he is doing, what he is doing, and uh, He's not asking for don he's not asking for investors. He's asking for donations. He's asking from your heart to put money into a project that will provide water for those most in need. We're gonna have an African project up here pretty soon where if you want to donate to Africa or any other special group, I mean right now it's Jackson, Mississippi. And 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 they had a target for Jackson, Mississippi. They're far from it, but Jackson, Mississippi is up, you know. In fact, I think the target for Jackson, Mississippi was, um, what was that? I don't remember now, but yeah. Oh, yeah, here it is. It was, yeah, 300,000, 300,000, and they've only raised, sadly, 60,000, 65, 6,500. So, and, and they've been there a while. So, brothers and sisters, let's, let's support the Moses West Foundation, particularly the Jackson Water Rescue. Okay? All right, family. Wadada's Healthy Marketing Juice Bar located here in Atlanta in the West End, the historical West End. Right across the street from Soul Vegetarian, up the street from the Shrine of the Black Madonna, is Wadada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar with delicious health drinks and smoothies and pastries and all kinds. Uh, they have an array of uh, <clears throat> supplements and, and holistic and organic beans and so forth. I'm going to tell you something. And, of course, on Saturday and Sunday, they sell vegan dishes. That's what Dada's Healthy Marketing Juice Bar, located in the West End here in Atlanta. The number is 404-444-1635, 404-444-1635. The Meddu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall. The Meddu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall. Mama Nia's got it going on, family. That's right. Give her, 
Give her a call at 404-346-3263. She has a fine selection of books, postcards, greeting cards, gift certificates, um, figurines, T-shirts, you name it. She has it. And she has periodically programs there at at the mall. They have an uh, area downstairs where they do programs. I did mine there a couple months ago. And uh, we'll definitely be back again. So that's the Medu Bookstore at the Greenbrier Mall. The other bookstore that we promote is the Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore in like and Coffee Bar. Gotta add that coffee bar in Lithonia. And is on off of I twenty going east. Go east of Atlanta on I twenty. Exit off of I twenty and seventy four. Make a left, go straight down, and about a mile and a half on the left will be the new. Will, will be <laughs> Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore and Coffee Bar. My good brother, Gazim Diajamo. Give him a call at 770-305-6373. 770-305-6373. Brothers and sisters, there is light in the black dot. Jump back on that street, which is Main Street. Head head back south. Make the left back onto I-20. The next exit is exit 75. Turner Hill Road. Take that exit, make a right, three lights, make a right, and there will be the new Black Wall Street Market. The new Black Wall Street Market family. All right. Us lifting us to economic development cooperative for our people in the spirit of Ujamaa. Tomorrow night, that Thursday night broadcast at from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. on Blog Talk Radio. That's blogtalkradio.com forward slash ULU. Brothers and sisters, some like to call in to listen or either or either to give questions, comments, or concerns. Just dial 929-477-2789. That's 929-477-2789. Us, lifting us every Thursday night from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. Homeland, Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop in Macon, Georgia, Brother Abijah, he's not open on Mondays, but he's open Tuesday through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Give Brother Abijah a call at 478-256-1166, 478-256-1166. Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop, he's got it all. He even has a vegan restaurant on the premises, so he's got it all for you right there. Okay. Sun God Essential, one-stop natural shop located at 4140 Jonesboro Road in Forest Park, Georgia. Inside the International Discount Mall, booth 225. Give my sister Shelly Amonset a call at 404-434-7963. That's 404-434-7963. Sun Goddess Sense, your one-stop natural shop. And my sister Gabby Aurelia, sister Gabby, she's been working with young people in the northeastern portion of the island of Haiti. Go online to Sanjay, S-O-N-J-E dash A-Y-I-T-I dot org. Sanjay dash Haiti dot org. And see for yourself the beautiful work uh, with the school children, the health care the healthcare that they provide, the sustainable agricultural things that they do, and entrepreneurship it's just beautiful. Akaban Institute, Akaban Institute, Baba Barudi and Mama Yah, just beautiful people. Um, if you want to donate, because that's only how they get money, 
and through the uh, students' parents. But they need they need the funding to do the work that they do, and it's tremendous work. You can send a check or money order out. Make a check or money order out to Occupant Institute. You can send it to the P.O. Box, 10786, Atlanta, Georgia, 30310. Or you can go to PayPal, Yabrudi at Yahoo. Yabrudi at Yahoo. You can go to Cash App, dollar sign, Y-A-A, the letter M, and then Baruti, B-A-R-U-T-I. Also, too, the books that they have at Occupant Institute. That's right. Go to Occupant House. Occupant House. And a fine selection of books will be right there for you. All right. Uh, let me say this right quick, okay? Before I go to the NSSM, let me say this right quick. Uh, Mama Marimba, my dear sister, she will be doing a presentation uh, April it's a Sunday hold on okay sorry about that family April 17th April 16th excuse me April 16th Sunday, April 16th at the Black Dot. Um, there it is. Sunday, April 16th from 2 p.m. to 7 p.m. I'm a Rimba Speaks. Beyond Damage Control Toward a World of African Offensive. Ma'afa in the context of Ma'at, Sankofa, and African Sovereignty. And it's going to be followed by a conversation between uh, her and her granddaughter, Kehinde, Connecting Generations. I love that. And, of course, they're asking for $10 for 21 and up, 21 and under are free. All proceeds will be contributed to the Akaban Institute. And, of course, they're having the um, Abakas and Sum Sum for two days. So they need some funding. They need some funding. That's going to be at the Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore and Coffee Bar, 6984 Main Street in Lithonia. All right. I'll be consistently announcing that. Would love to get Mama Rimba on, but hey, I'm going to play some more stuff from her. She sent me some good stuff. I, I love her. Uh, she's a dear friend. You know, she sent me some very good stuff. So I can't wait to uh, be able to uh, speak on that. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay. The Nye Sesim of Daily Revolutionary Thought. And so today I'm reading, um, <laughs> and it's, like I said, I'm talking about the African mind. Uh, I don't have my good brother with me today. That is Brother Franklin Jones, but he sent me a piece on about 22 minutes. This is the, the Matrix, Black Matrix Reloaded. And so we're going to play that and some other stuff we're going to play. going to have some good stuff today, brothers and sisters, some good stuff. All right. March 28th. We're not running. We're not running anything in America but our mouths. We are not running anything in America but our mouths. Professor Griff. 
If there were students from another galaxy, galaxy traveling on a mission to record the presence and the behavior of beings here, they might assume from looking at the residences, vehicles, clothes, places of religion, and other possessions and consumption practices of American Africans or African people, particularly here in this country, that we were a people of great power. They might even make the grave mistake of assuming that of all groups, we were exercising the most power. Of course, there are things that the aliens' judgment based on the image we put on as super consumers would probably miss. Of these, we definitely know that it would overlook the fact that most of what African people have is either rented or leased and credited that others extent that credit that others extend to us in in simply another form of captivity, another form of slavery. If they knew this, they would recognize us for the insecure, powerless people we have become. Although we lie to ourselves that we are not, but we is. If they were able to look a little closer, they might even possibly conclude that all the noise we make in alerting others to what we want and how we plan to get it as well as begging for what we could easily acquire if we would just recognize that we are, are an African people, reveals our deep-seated weaknesses and how we nurse our wounded esteem on the goods, religion, sports, comedy, drama, and heathenistic exploits others use in controlling us. But even, but even that knowledge would not give our visitors insight into the depth of our psychological dependency on Europeans, the true aliens, I say. Affirm, my, my economic power does not lie in someone else's pocket. Affirm, my economic power does not lie in someone else's pocket. March 29th. Rather than continually to struggle to make European-centered value systems more humane, and I swear that's what we try to do, don't we? Hate it. We have to replace these value systems with one that is African-centered. Let me read it again. Rather than continually struggling to make European-centered value systems more humane, we have to replace these value systems with one that is African-centered. Baba Jetty, Jim Sue Chihudi, Jetty, Jim Sue Chihudi, Baba Jacob Carruthers, Baba Jetty. Europeans altered the cardinal directions north, south, east, and west to fit their political objectives of global mental domination. They have changed north, south to north and north to south. There was once up and now, there was what was once up is now down and what was down now is up up turning the world upside down to fit their small inverted egotistical minds they knew full well that they were changing African truth into European lies they knew whose memory they had to destroy in order to make credit or to take credit for the light the effort they put into geographically inverting the planet speaks for itself Europeans only stole what they could understand 
and reasonably incorporated into the designs of European culture. So we are left to wonder just what maps and scientific manuscripts were destroyed as they pillaged and burned our ancestors' libraries. Hmm. Affirm, I know my cardinal directions, I say. Affirm, I know my cardinal directions. Brothers and sisters, the Inya Sim of daily revolutionary thought. Man. Yeah. Yes, brothers and sisters, this is the weekend, the final four weekend. That's right, the final four. Yeah? And it's, it's going to be a good one. You, yeah, it's going to be interesting because you, you only have one dominant school that has won the national championship. The three others have been there for the first time. You know, UConn has won many. You know, San Diego State, uh, Florida Atlantic University, and Miami. And And believe me, I could sense another upset, you know. I think Miami has UConn. Miami's tough. Florida, Florida Atlantic won the most games. Yeah, I know their competition. That's why they're ranked where they were. But still, they have a winning attitude, and they go deep. They go ten players deep. So it's gonna be interesting. But you know what is really interesting? That March Madness is really a stirring reminder of what America was founded on, making tons of money out the labor of unpaid African people. That's what's really interesting and why it continues to persist, why, why, why we are trapped in a situation where the many Africans that play basketball, football particularly, those two sports that garnered the billions of dollars into the NC2A to fund all the other programs. The golf, the tennis, you know, baseball, gymnastics. I could go on. But it is those two sports. And the big money that coaches, the contract that coaches get. You know, my my grandson messes with me about Dabu Sweeney because I told him I can't stand his ass. I hate him. I really do. Because in that piece that John Oliver did, they interviewed him, and he was so demonstrative, so adamant. Well, when they start to play, that's when they got me. I got, I would quit. They start playing that, paying after. Oh, but at that time, they offered your ass a $5 million contract, and you got all these other revenue streams. Now he makes about $10 million. Yeah. Nick Saban makes about $12 million. As the highest-paid player, Excuse me, player. The highest paid person in the in in the state. If you if your state has major college football, if your state has major college basketball, the coach of those teams are the highest paid people in that state. Not the college professor, not the president, not the governor, not anybody. No. The football coach, the basketball coach, and they have TV programs, radio programs, endorsements, all kinds of stuff. Yeah.
all this money off the unpaid labor. And of course, I mean, in the piece, it talks about this one brother who got injured before he could, you know, get drafted or even fulfill his college. You know, before he could fulfill his college. Scholarship that he earned that was taken. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, brothers and sisters, I, I tell you, I know we'll be watching. Today we're going to, uh, in, in fact, it's, it's always deep, have the, the Inyasasim, it has what we're going to be talking about. As I read about the African mind and the challenges, you know, that Europeans have put on us to deal with. Yeah. So we're going to play one of the pieces that uh, haven't played in quite a while. Haven't played in some years. This is, and I'm quite sure you remember, this is Joe Morton. Joe Morton, brother from another planet, if you remember that movie from another planet. But this is a piece that, because uh, what was that series they had, the Scandal, yeah, with, uh, what's her name? Kerry Washington. And there was one segment, and it's called The Dinner. You know? And it's a piece where Joe Morton, (laughs) Joe Morton, is um, talking to this cat. He yells at Joe Morton. And he says, you really want to know about you? Well, here it is, brothers and sisters. You really want to know about them? This is Brother Joe Morton in the dinner. The dinner is actually dinner in America. Dinner in America. Yeah. Contribute, say something. You want me to say something? Fine, I'll say something. You, you people, you're not a race, you are a virus. You destroy the world, everything beautiful, you poison. You drag us from our homes, you rape our daughters, murder our sons. You crack our spines and do all you can to break our will. You stab us. Then you put the knife in our hand and tell us it's our fault. And if you don't do it yourself, you stand by, close your eyes, and pretend there's nothing wrong. And then you pray to your God to silence our screams so that You can enjoy the happiness that we built for you with our blood. But it's not your fault. It's the only way you know how to be. And the only thing 
that will change anything is if another virus comes along and does to you what you do to us. And I hope that happens very soon. Wow. This evening obviously hasn't gone as I'd hoped. And I think I'm having a um, full-on panic attack right now. So I'm going to go to the bathroom and get myself together. And when I come back, I hope you don't see me as the devil. The only way we we only way we really need to see you, but of course, uh, because of your ability to um, <clears throat> be as deceiving and treacherous and, de- and deceitful as you are, how and how and how you've been, it's very difficult for us to look at you and see you for who and what you are. You know, it really is because of your disguises. And because of how you operate. Yeah. <laughs> yes, family, it, it is very difficult. And uh, I know, just like I read in your say something where it said that we try so hard, so hard to make these Caucasians. behave in a way to behave in a way that is respectful of who and what we are but even as we see today the attack on our history the fact that they can't there's things that are banned because it might make (laughs) Ruby Bridges family Ruby Bridges they don't want you they don't want their children to know about what Ruby Bridges experienced all the vitriol that was spewed her way. All the words, not just from other children, of course, but for adults. Their history is so damn bad that they don't want nobody to critically look at the history of Europeans as it relates to those who are outside of them. I've said many times, and I don't know it as a fact, of course, but based upon what happened, they came out of that medieval dark age. And they came together. Charlemagne and Martel and so many others. That we may war amongst ourselves because we are a very warlike people. We're very warlike. We we love war. But we're going to come together on those who are outside of us. And in that coming together for those who are outside of themselves, as they ventured out encountering other cultures, raping, will, raping the will, women, 
when they raped those women, they'd seen the offspring did not look like them, causing an innate fear of genetic annihilation. That's where Frances Cress Wellesley, that came to her. That's why they act and behave the way that they do, that they must control everything because of the fear. This fear was realized about 40-some years ago when authors and social scientists start talking about the decline, decline of Caucasian people. The populations are older. Surely, COVID-19 didn't help. Devastated Europe, particularly in Germany and Italy. France, devastated in England. Older populations. So, that's what we're going to be talking about today, family. Well, you know, pretty much what we talk about almost every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, don't we? There's other discussions, and I do, I have other, but basically, it is about what's happening with us, the things that we need to do. You can go to other talk shows that are talking about politics, talking about sports, they may talk about business, talking about this, that, and the other. The, what we talk about on this program is independence. Us being independent. Us being self-determining to name for ourselves, to do for ourselves. Nobody outside of us says nothing to us. Independence, self-determination, liberation, liberated. We're a part of this madness. We're getting out of here. We're getting out of here mentally. You can be here in it if that's what you choose to still do. But as long as your mindset is out of here and you think in an African-centered perspective and you're willing because you're maybe so deeply invested here, but yet you want it, you are African. And you support what is going to be happening on the continent. That's good. You go visit. You see for yourself the support that you have given and what it is doing. There's a trust in the people. There's a good, honest willingness to work together. And nobody outside of us can say a damn thing about what we do and how we do it. How we deal with anyone. How we deal with all those foolish, all that foolishness and how we deal with those who, of us who engage in that foolishness. Yeah. Even to a point of exterminating their ass or executing their ass. Especially for traitors. Once we make that move, Either you're going to be in the house or you're going to be out the house. 
And if your ass is out the house and you try to make a move on the house, we got to deal with you. Because we know what the Caucasian is going to do consistently. He's done it. He's consistently bombarded us. He bombards us 24-7, 365 with images and notions of our inability and inferiority all the time. He's the one that calls the self-hatred in us. That's why, brothers and sisters, we have an enemy. An enemy operates against your best interests. An enemy tries to destroy you. An enemy makes you think that you're worthless, that you're that somehow that you you have an inability to do anything within yourself. That you must rely on them to look for them. Let me take a call because after the break we're gonna I'm gonna play the piece. Uh, it's, a, it's a nice piece that Brother Franklin put together, Brother Franklin Jones, the Black Matrix Reloaded. It's gonna be a good piece. Let me go to four four three. Hey, hey, Brother Irv, what's happening? Hey, Baba Oshi, good morning. How are you? I'm doing well, my friend. You ready, man? <laughs> I, I am, brother, I am ready. bubbling over with, with excitement, man. Yeah. I am just, I don't know what to expect. I've yeah. never been to Africa. Um, I've only, I, I'm, you know, I'm going there, and I'm, first thing I'm looking for is I'm looking for Tarzan and Jane and <laughs> Cheetah. Because <laughs> that's what they told. Yeah, that's that old. But see, you going there with that that old mind. But you going there with the new mind. See, you going there expecting and looking for Brother. the beauty of Africa, the beauty of African oh. people. See, that's why it's a different situation when you have that kind of. But if you go there as a, I'm a tourist. I'm an American tourist going to Africa. Right. Oh, look at these poor right. people. See, no, uh, uh-uh. uh, yeah. Yeah, you going uh-huh. there with the right mind. <laughs> now, brother, I, I and I'm listening to you speak, and you and, you, and when you look at things from an African perspective, when you have a a liberated mindset, and and that is something that you can only get through educating yourself right. and not listening to That's other right. people uh, who are are so defeatist. I mean, we're never going to get this. And I'm I'm listening to the radio this morning, and the brother it was that guy on there talking about how. Uh, China is helping Africa and how all these countries coming into Africa, they are helping the people. And I'm saying to myself with my African-centered mindset, they're helping themselves. Mm-hmm. They're not helping Africa. They're right. helping themselves. And and if they yeah. can get break off a little something to the people, great. But right. the reality is they come to get something. And you say it every show. They come to get something. They all need it. They They want it. They think they need it. And they can't. And they're not going to pay for it. Exactly. Or they're going to pay the least that they can. Exactly. And see, and and, and, and China did it a little bit different, of course, than the Europeans right. in America. China decided to be a more friendly, to operate more friendly. Yeah. So we're going to build yeah. this, we're going to build that. Oh, but yeah. don't 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 you neglect to pay what was agreed upon for this airport, for this highway, for these roads, and so forth and so on, because we're going to take them. Yeah. And yeah. we're gonna put a they defense, and we're gonna put a defense force in there to right. secure them. Correct. See. What, you, what you need a police station in someone else's house for? Yeah. Because eventually you're going to overrule them or try your best That's to right. do that. Exactly. That's what you're going to do. You're going to take it. Right. It's going to be right. yours. You know. I mean, when I read that piece, three hundred million China is projecting to put three hundred million Chinese in oh, Africa. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. 
the big takeover. Oh, yeah. The big takeover. And, and, and of course, when you consider what uh, has been done to eliminate people and you consider what China has did to what it has done to its own population, you know, in terms of, in terms right. of fratricide, you know, killing all the female children and killing off others to to, 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 oh, yeah. to, to level this population. It's, it's crazy. Do you oh. know damn well oh. they'll do it to us? Oh hell yeah! Yeah, they have a demonic, they have a demonic, a culture, a demonic mindset, just like the 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 white people that we live amongst. Yeah. Uh, when they have the, I mean, I look at this school shooting that they had the other day, and they're and and sad to say, uh, with the mindset that these people have, they're going to be more school shootings. Of they're, course. They're going to of course. because they live in a they they live in a constant state of hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. In in other words, you you have you have metal detectors at the airport to keep people from bringing bombs in their shoes. You take your shoes off and all that foolishness. But you but you are so hooked on the fact that we are civilized people. We don't mm. need metal detectors in the school because people are going to do what they're supposed to. No, they're not. You're teaching these people it, it, the, the yin and the yang, Oshi, from the we got to have all the guns in the world so we don't, nobody needs to have a gun. We need more gun control. What they're doing is if you didn't spend so much time trying to keep a black man down, then maybe you could get yourself in order yeah, because well. they're looking out for their brethren. Yeah. Let's be clear. White well, folks take care of white folks. That's why no so much money went to the Ukraine. That's right. their brethren. That's right. But, but, see, but they want to keep, go ahead. No, but I'm just saying, but you know, the, the, the thing is they want to control, they have to control everything. And and, and the behavior that they have exhibited, the Chinese, they said, why can't we control it? Just like, it's just like when the Japanese, when the Japanese said, we're going to exert ourselves in the South Pacific. We're going to impinge upon the Chinese, uh, uh, Southeast Asia, Vietnam, and so forth. And then the United States said, no, that's what we do. We're the colonizer. Your ass ain't doing no colonizer. <laughs> Drop a bomb on your ass. I mean, just like this one cat said, well, uh, because I made mention that they dropped a bomb on Japan. Now, they weren't going to drop a bomb like that on Europe. They could have dropped a bomb no. on Adolf Hitler, Germany, but they weren't going to oh, yeah. do that. You know, no way. And they had no. it. And they had the technology. So, you know, but the bottom line is they look at other. And, and, and as a consequence for us, we continue to believe that somehow that the United States and us are are interconnected. That their that their uh, uh, their way of life and so forth is our way of life and so forth. And it's not. It, it hasn't yeah. been. We've always yeah. been alienated. We've always been treated less than. We'll always be marginalized. Right. You know, it is the way that they are. But yet, we can't see that. So it's going to take those of us who do see that making a serious noise. And for those who want to join us, come on, and who are sincere, and those who don't, see you, because we are out of here. And let's, and, and let's be perfectly clear. There's a price to pay. There's a price to pay to have a consciousness. There's a price to pay to have an African mindset. Mm-hmm. There's, a price, there, there's a price to pay when you actually can see through all this BS that these white people put in front of you and see who you really are and see who the person is in the mirror and know that you have a history and know that you have a homeland. And when that happens, you pay a price yeah. because I can go right now. I go bowling every week and I, and I bowl with these, these cats 
oh, 60 and over, I say something about Africa. They look at me like I'm crazy. Yeah. Are you? Are you? I'm not no African man. You must have lost your mother. What you going to Africa for? Yeah. They think they they have no idea because, oh, she. If you've been in this country for sixty years or fifty years or even thirty years, you are not going to have it, any type of mindset of anything other than what's in front of you. Right. And even right. the person in the mirror you don't like when you put your. I mean, how does a sister feel when she puts her hair on in the morning? Or we get her get her weave combed out, and then she hangs with the white girls, thinking that the white girl respects her, when she's wearing the fake hair that the white girl grows out of her head. Or the black man goes after the white woman because he wants the real fake, the real white hair, and not the <laughs> fake white hair. Come on now. Yeah, and, and then and then when the brother says something, they want us to fight each other. I don't fight my sisters. I love black women. I do. And if a black woman wants to wear that, and that's where she is in her head. That's where she, I deal with you where you are, mm. but I'm not going to fight my sister and I'm not going to fight my brother. That's right. We are all, we all have to, we all have to treat each other with respect. Like a brother said something on the internet. It's something about the girl had a big butt or something. Mm-hmm. And I just typed on there. Let us not talk about each other in public or call each other names. Like Francis Chris Wellesley said, yeah. stop arguing. And do you see Jews doing that? You see Korean, you can't even understand a Korean if he was arguing with you. But let's stop it, Oshi. Yeah, yeah. She's my sister. Even if even if she doesn't think like me, she's still my, my sister. sister. And I will die for her yeah. to be able to do what she wants to do. But I'm going to educate her as much as I can. But everybody ain't going to get it. Everybody's not coming. And that's yeah. all right. We'll yeah. take as many as we can. I'd rather have one person or two people that's doing the damn thing than 500 people that's running around here talking about what we going to do. <laughs> Come on now. Yeah. No, but my brother, I, I agree with you 100%. We have to either leave here or or, or at least leave the mindset. Right. If you can't leave the continent, the country, leave the mindset. That's, and that's even more important, brother, because you could be African if you have the right heart and mind, mindset anywhere on the planet. Anyone on the planet. Listen, I'm going to go ahead and take this break. Go ahead. And come back from this break. And uh, I'm going to play I'm Brother Frank brother. Jones. Oh, please do. All right, brother. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Brothers yeah. and sisters, listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll have more discussion. I'm going to play a nice piece, brother, from Franklin Jones, The Matrix, The Black Matrix Reloaded. You stay with us. We'll be right back. You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com.
On the stage, you know they just don't care. I can't take the smell, can't take the noise. Got no money to move out, I guess I got no choice. Rats in the front room, roaches in the back. Junkies in the alley with the baseball bat. I tried to get away, but I couldn't get far. Cause a man with the torture repossessed my car. Don't push me, cause I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. <laughs> It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. Standing on the front stoop, hanging out the window, watching all the cars go by, roaring as the breezes blow. A crazy lady living in a bag, eating out of garbage pails. Used to be a fag hag, such a dash to tango. Skipped the life and tango was her concrete to seem to lost her senses. Down at the peep show, watching all the creeps, so she could tell her stories to the girls back home. She went to the city and got so, so, so diddy. She had to get a pimp, she couldn't make it on her own. Don't push me, cause I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. <laughs> It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. My brother's doing fast on my mother's TV. Says she watches too much. It's just not healthy. All my children in the daytime, Dallas at night. Can't even see the game or the Sugar Ray fight. The bill collectors, they ring my phone and scare my wife when I'm not home. Got a bum education, double-digit inflation. Can't take the train to the job. There's a strike at the station. Neon King Kong standing on my back. Can't stop to turn around. Broke my sacroiliac. A mid-range migraine cancer membrane. Sometimes I think I'm going insane. I swear I might hijack a plane. Don't push me. Call. I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. My son said, Daddy, I don't want to go to school because the teacher's a jerk. He must think I'm a fool. And all the kids smoke reefer. I think it'd be cheaper if I just got a job, learn to be a street sweeper. I dance to the beat, shuffle my feet, wear a shirt and tie, and run with the creeps. Because it's all about money. Ain't a damn thing funny. You got to have a con in this land of milk and honey. They push that barrel in front of the train. Joke it to the doctor, so the arm on the game. Stab that man right in his heart. Gave him a transplant for a brand new start. I can't walk through the park cause it's crazy after dark. Keep my hand on my gun cause they got me on the run. I feel like an outlaw. Broke my last glass jaw. Hear them say you want some more living on a seesaw. Don't push me cause I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. Say what? It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. A child is born with no state of mind, blind to the ways of mankind. God is smiling on you, but he's frowning too, because only God knows what you'll go through. You'll grow in the ghetto, living second rate, and your eyes will sing a song of deep hate. The places you play and where you stay looks like one great big alleyway. You'll admire all the number book takers, thugs, pimps, and pushers, and the big money makers. Driving big cars, spending 20s and 10s, and you want to grow up to be just like them. <laughs> Smugglers, scramblers, Burglars, gamblers, pickpocket peddlers, even panhandlers. You say, I'm cool, I'm no fool. But then you wind up dropping out of high school. Now you're unemployed, all non-void. Walking around like your pretty boy Floyd. Turn stick up, kid, but look what you done did. Got sent up for an eight-year bid. Now your manhood is took and you're a make tag. Spend the next two years as an undercover fag. Being used and abused to serve like hell. To one day, you was found hung dead in the cell. It was plain to see that your life was lost. You was 
cold and your body swung back and forth. But now your eyes sing the sad, sad song of how you live so fast and die so young. So don't push me, cause I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. <laughs> It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. <laughs> It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. <laughs> Yo, Mel, you see that girl, man? Yeah, man. Yo, that sound like cowboy, man. Yo, what's up, buddy? Yo. Sisters, welcome back. Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, one of the baddest raps in the history of rap, as far as I'm concerned. Hopefully you think the same way. But yeah, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, the message. Yeah, all right, family, I'm going to play this piece. Uh, this is Brother Franklin Jones, The Matrix Reloaded. And uh, then after that, Open the phone lines up and let's discuss this. A lot of stuff out there. Good piece by Brother, Brother Franklin Jones. Let's see if I can get this going. But my mission, the goal is to elevate the minds of our people from biblical fairy tales and silly slave syndrome myths so that we can gain a true and accurate understanding of our plight and condition. Because if our understandings remain flawed, then all liberating remedies that stem from those misunderstandings will also be flawed. This is why the goal here is to teach our people the truth. When the blatant systems of white racism used in the past, such as the um, segregation laws in the U.S. or the apar apartheid law in South Africa, resulted in unprecedented unified black protests and became no longer socially acceptable with the changing times, white oppressive forces started deploying social sciences against black people. Uh, social sciences are the the science dedicated to human behavior, particularly how people interact with each other, um, how people behave, and how people develop as a culture. When the blatant methods of racism became no longer acceptable, the white society started deploying these tactics against us. And they're going to continue to do so until we elevate our minds and understand it and then develop counter strategies against it. Uh, for example, there is a term called cultural stupidity. Um, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a culture filled with idiotic ideologies. Now, I'm just telling you how this works because we are the worst victims of it. Uh, cultural stupidity is when those in power 
those in position of power who controls the images and narratives that a targeted population receives constantly feeds idiotic ideologies to the targeted population. Those among the targeted population, those who are the most naive, gullible, and ignorant, accept the idiotic ideologies and start repeating it. Those in power then give those ones of us who are naive, gullible, and ignorant a national media platform so they can spread the ignorant ideology. Now the ignorant ideology is now being spread from black faces. Now while they're doing this, those among the targeted population, those who are intelligent, critical thinkers, those who are against the idiotic ideologies are not given a national platform. So this creates a scenario where there's a one-sided flow of information of idiotic ideologies. And this allows the idiotic ideologies to prevail, creating a culture that believes idiotic ideologies. This is what's being done to us. This is why millions of African Americans insist that we made the N-word ours and calling ourselves niggers empowers us. It's an idiotic ideology. But we don't, we don't hear any other voice that's against it. It's why uh, people are sagging their pants below their asses, calling out women bitches and hoes. It's why we think that we think that calling ourselves thugs is empowering. We think we glamorize pimps. There's a war being waged against us that most of our people don't understand. When you condition a man to routinely call women bitches and hoes and to glamorize pimps, pimps, which is a profession that degrades a woman in the worst way, we are beginning to subconsciously devalue our women. When they condition a black man to call himself nigger, they're diffusing um, the alpha males among us. Um, the alpha males are the blacks who are inherently wired to protect their communities and to protect the women, the feminine spirit. But when you condition a black man to perceive himself as a nigger, he's now wired to perceive himself through an inferior identity that makes him less likely to defend his community. When he's made to perceive his people as a bunch of niggers, he's also less likely to fight and defend his people. If he devalues his woman as a bitch or a hoe and he glamorizes pimps, he's less likely to defend his woman because subconsciously his mind has been turned against his own people. This is the war that's been waged against us and we don't understand it and we have to wake up in order to liberate ourselves. Now, the fact that words, words have power over the subconscious mind. Words, when repeated often enough, shapes our biology. This is the reason why a man who calls himself a thug is more likely to engage in a fight than to avoid one. It's why women who proclaim themselves as being bitches often become stubbornly unreasonable. Also, by assigning words onto others, it, it, it allows you to dehumanize them. It makes it easier to mistreat them. Proof of this is shown in the military. Um, to ease soldiers' anxieties during the Vietnam War and the Korean War about torturing the Asian soldiers, the they taught them to call them chinks, gooks. They assigned these negative words upon them, and when you assign negative words onto them, it became easier to torture them. There's a COVID war being waged against our minds, and there's no one, it, there's no one, we have no true leaders to speak about the war that's being waged against our minds. Uh, this is not some 
feeble-minded premise and attempt to scapegoat by blaming white people for our own failures, our own shortcomings, as so many have been programmed to believe. It's a social science. We are victims of social engineering. We African Americans are more susceptible to negative social engineering because we've been stripped of our culture and identity. Here's a scientific fact. Those who control the people's media images control their culture. Because most people think that the media reflects our reality, but the truth is most people imitate how they see themselves depicted in the media. People become those media, those derogatory media depictions of themselves that they accept as being their reality. It's a true hidden science called media social engineering. The reason why African Americans call ourselves niggers is because of media social engineering. During the 1960s, African Americans, we started giving ourselves um, African names, so wearing Afros. We started um, uh, de demonstrating our love for Mother Africa. Now our culture has changed to a point where millions of us now prefer to be called a nigger than an African. We have been socially engineered away from our African roots. This also makes us weaker as a people. Social science determined that African-Americans' allegiance towards Africa hindered our allegiance from growing toward the U.S. government. So they started a propaganda campaign to devalue Africa in our minds. This is why we're always seeing the poorest and the worst part of Africa. Because through repetition, it makes us believe that the enslaved of our, our ancestors benefited us. So it makes us feel indebted to the white man for enslaving our ancestors. It also makes us embarrassed of our African heritage. So now many of us would rather be called anything other than African. We must understand the war against our minds. And they can, so they condition us to call ourselves niggers. And every so often they propagate all these sound-like words, these words that are derivative of the word nigger. Those words are actually designed to keep us calling ourselves niggers, therefore keep us functioning from an, an inferior position. For example, they say um, one of those propaganda campaigns, the word niggers, you know, N-E-G-U-S. So they said we should call ourselves niggers because uh, it means king. Here are the facts, okay? There are over, over um, 3,000 languages in Africa, and each of those words, each of those languages have at least three to four words meaning king, um, ruler, um, um, and so on. Now, when you have that many thousands of words meaning king in Africa, don't you see how absurd it is to believe that the only one that's being um, spread to us is the word niggas, the one that sounds like nigger? We must stop being so gullible and naive. The word niggers is being used to keep us functioning under the word of niggers because the subconscious mind doesn't see the different spelling. If for so many years we conditioned no shit as something negative and you start calling people shit or you name a child shit, with a made-up narrative, you're going to destroy his self-esteem calling him shit. Because subconscious mind knows the true and original narrative of the word, which is a derogatory one. We have to stop being gullible and understand that our culture is being negatively steered by white oppressive forces. This propaganda program... Now, now I want you to think for a second. Back to the 1960s. In the 1960s, we were calling ourselves brothers and sisters, and we were more unified. And we called white people crackers, honkies. Now, today, we are calling ourselves niggers and bitches and calling them white people. 
Is it not clear to you that we've been socially engineered to respect ourselves less and to respect them more? In the 1960s, we agreed that our worst enemies were the white oppressive forces. Now, today, millions of us insist that we are our own worst enemies. It's always by design whenever the oppressed starts thinking exactly as the oppressors wants them to. Throughout history, the perceptions and thoughts held by the oppressed are never truly theirs. They are the ideologies that serve the interests of the oppressors that's been indoctrinated into the minds of the oppressed without them realizing it. We have to recognize that we're not being controlled by silly slave syndrome, which present what would be the least effective method used to control generation of people. We are being controlled by the white society's ongoing monopoly over information that we receive. There are four ways to manipulate the human brain by what we're taught, by what we see, by what we hear, and through repetition. The white society exploits their monopoly over the education we're taught, the media images we see, the societal narratives that we repeatedly hear to manipulate our minds to think in ways that serve the interests of the white society. This is the true reason why many black people um, now perceive ourselves as being our own worst enemies and revere Caucasians, in spite of a brutal history to the contrary. Now, here's the fact. Those black people who say they insist that we are our own worst enemy, they say they insist, based upon their own experience, are actually delusional. Because it's not humanly possible for any individual to assess the collective state of millions of people based upon their own individual experiences. It's not humanly possible. Black people walk around with these negative assessments of ourselves because these negative assessments have been embedded into our mind by the white society who controls all of our narratives. They control our study results, our statistics. Now, come on, critically think. Can you not see how cartoonishly unrealistic it actually is that virtually all information that we receive from the white society favor themselves over us? Think. What's happening is through repetition, it is designed to program our minds. White social scientists describe this as instilling a value system into the collective minds of the subordinate population that makes us more compliant with the dominant group's dominance over our lives. It makes us adhere to the authority of the dominant culture. This is how the white society dealt with the 1968 Black Revolt. This is how they did it. They removed our true leaders. They replaced them with puppet leaders. These puppet leaders worked for the white establishment. Now they bombard us with information, with misinformation that is designed to keep our collective aggression shifted away from the white society and redirected against us. To give you more of a detail now, many of us heard of the Kerner Commission when they did a study on the African-American population. But you must remember that some of the information from that Kerner report that you're looking at has been classified. Okay, so you're not hearing everything. You only hear what the government wants you to hear. You're not hearing the remedy. But here are some of the facts that the government don't want you to know. The current commission hired social scientists to thoroughly study the African-American community, to learn our weaknesses, to learn our strengths, and then to attack our strengths and to exploit our weakness. They also determined that an aggravating factor for the unprecedented black protests during the 60s was an elevated and unifying black collective self-esteem brought on by the emergence of the black pride movement. They also determined that black collective aggressions 
due to a long-term oppression under whites, had grown so much that it's resulted in black revolt. They determined that whenever the oppressed are oppressed for a long time, their collective aggressions will grow until rebellion becomes inevitable. This is what was happening in the 1960s. So what they discovered is they say, logically, this is what they have to do is lower the black collective self-esteem. This is why all of our narratives are negative, negative, negative. It keeps our collective self-esteem low. The reason why we're constantly hearing about black on black crime, black on black crime, black on black crime, because it shifts our collective aggressions away from the white society and redirects against ourselves. This is what's been happening to us, and this is what they determined from the current the, the current report. Now, in terms of exploiting our um, um, our weaknesses and attacking our greatest strength, they also determined that black unity was our greatest strength. This is why black people we pull off the most the, the greatest, most successful unified protest in U.S. history. Okay, so what they decided they can do. They said through the, they had to erode black unity. Therefore, they attack our strength, attack our strength unrelentingly. This is why we're constantly hearing that we're the worst enemies. We're our worst enemies. We're our worst enemies. We're constantly being made to believe less about ourselves. They also determined our greatest weakness was the fact that we were stripped of our true identity and culture. This makes us more susceptible to negative media social engineering. They control our media images and they can steer us, tell us who we are. When we're watching the movies, they're telling us how black people are supposed to act, how black people are supposed to dress, and we're imitating it. They're, co they're covertly steering our culture. We must wake up to this reality. We must wake up to this reality so we can then develop proper counter strategies. Calling ourselves niggas does not empower us. Calling our women bitches and hoes does not empower our women. Sagging our pants below our asses, conducting ourselves in self-deprecating behavior, and we've normalized it. Then they create those false propaganda that the, uh, the sagging pants come out of the prison industry. That's total bullshit. When men leave from the prison industry who have engaged in homosexuality, most try to conceal that from their family. They don't return back to their communities flaunting the fact that they had been having sex with men. When they return from it, they do not promote it. So the narrative that it was the prison system, no. The reason why black, many black men sag, because it was placed in the media, placed in music videos as something cool and trendy. Black men saw the image and imitated it because it was cool and trendy. It's who we are. It's how we dress. We must elevate our minds and understand that there are social sciences. There are propaganda tactics. We're being steered. And our greatest, the oppressor's greatest weapon is black ignorance of the social science that's being used against us. There are many social signs. They work unrelentingly behind the scenes, shaping our minds to serve the system of white supremacy. I will give you one more example. Um, many of us know it's a fact that we're learning more bl black racially affirming fact from each other on social media than we do so within our schools. We know this to be a fact, but do you know that's a social science? It's a social science because in order for a dominant group to maintain its position of social dominance, the education taught to the subordinate group must deny them of a racially affirming curriculum. When the subordinate group is denied a racially affirming curriculum, this psychologically conditions them to accept their subordinate status within the society. These are all social sciences.
There's even a social science why they depict the Egyptians as being Caucasians. This is social science. According to white social science, a people's self-image and a people's future aspiration is nurtured by what they're taught to believe by themselves. And it doesn't matter if what they're being taught is untrue. All that matters that people believe is true. So the ancient history we've been taught has been whitewashed to bolster the self-image and to inspire the future aspirations of Caucasians at the expense of Africans. Here is the, the science, the proof. Science, carbon date testing on ancient Egypt has scientifically proven that the ancient kingdoms were built thousands of years before the European Greeks and the Arabs arrived during the 7th century. When they're digging up the bodies of these mummies, those mummies were buried thousands of years before any Egypt, any um, Arab or Caucasian was there. They were Africans. DNA analysis scientifically proved that they were Africans. But see, we're not hearing these facts. We're being taught what's called Orwellian propaganda. It, is a, it, it distorts facts to exalt whites. Social science also has found that in order for a dominant group to maintain their position of dominance, the narratives that are fed into a society must, must exalt the dominant culture. Doing so endorses their position of dominance. The white society is falsely scripted to serve the system of white supremacy. And we function based upon those distorted narratives. People do not function based on facts nor reality. People function based upon the prevailing narratives. Those in power create these false narratives, impose them upon society, and they're empowered by those false narratives. I'll give you a, a, one last example. The narrative, now here's the fact, every man come from the womb of a woman. This is scientific fact, this is fact. But they created the narrative that the first woman came from the, from the rib of a man at the request of a man to be the helpmate of a man. And they impose that narrative through religion onto billions. And we function based upon that narrative, making women into in, inherent subordinates. Women are subordinate sex because of that narrative. Because they come second. They come from us. Now, that's not true at all. But because people believe that narrative, people function based upon it. People do not function based upon truth. They function based on their perception of what's true. This is why social science says perception is more important than reality for controlling people. Because people function based upon their perceptions rather than what's true. So the white society creates false narratives that perpetuates the myth of white racial superiority. And it empowers them. It creates false assumptions within the society that aids in maintaining white dominance. For example, we are functioning based upon the fact that most inventions that revolutionized the world were invented by Caucasians and that black people are the least of society who haven't invented much throughout history. And our contributions are limited to sports and rap music. When the hidden reality is that most inventions that revolutionized the world were in fact either invented by black people or inspired by early inventions by black people. But see, these are not the narratives you're hearing. You're hearing white versions, a false narrative, and we function based upon them. In order for black people to liberate ourselves, we must elevate our minds above a biblical fairy tale and a willingness myth, which are actually designed to distract us from the truth. 
We must learn that they are social sciences and we're being constantly manipulated to think in ways that serve and protect the system of white supremacy. This is what we must learn. Please learn it. Share the videos. Please. I have a page on www.theblackpeoplesmatrix.com. Order my books, but you don't have to. But just learn the information, learn your knowledge, and share it. This is how we liberate ourselves. This is how we elevate ourselves. If we if we wake up now and eradicate their lives, we place ourselves in a position to save future generations of Africans who aren't even born yet from mental slavery. We must push against their lives. We must eradicate the culture of stupidity that exists among our, our communities because of our white oppressive forces. And we will continue to push truth. One love and peace, my brothers and sisters. One love and peace. My good brother, Brother Franklin Jones, to Black People's Matrix. The Black Matrix reloaded. Good peace, my brother. Good peace. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Give us a call at 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. Uh, there's a number of you in the queue, and you know what to do. Just hit star twice. That'll let you in on the conversation. If you got something to add or just have a question or any other thing that you want to add to the conversation. So give us a call. All right. Who we got here? Baba All right, Brother Irv. What's up? Really quick, I want other people to get in and, and say what they want to say. But I, I heard that piece uh, before. I just heard it, actually. I think Brother Paul mm-hmm. had sent me that. Okay. And Brother, in the social engineering piece that he's talking about, how everything falls into that. The, the, the religious scenario supports that social engineering. Mm-hmm. That mindset of a of a man, a woman coming from a man and the woman being subordinate right. to the man. But then when you look at history, you see that these these women were running kingdoms. Mm-hmm. And and but that doesn't make sense. If a woman can run a kingdom, but in this country a woman can't cannot be the the the, pre, the chief president or whatever they call it, then their their whole philosophy is is lopsided. It doesn't make sense. What, what they're saying, but what it makes sense to them because sure. people identify themselves as white want everything to support their narrative, right? Regardless of what it is, because, and he's absolutely correct in everything that he says, especially when he talks about uh, us calling ourselves the N word or calling our women's bees because other other cultures or other races races is a construct, but other races don't do that, right? They don't call their women uh, a Jew bitch or uh, right. a Arab bitch. We, but we as black have been told to do that through the music, through the advertisement, and through the the the, the, the fake. Um, what is it called? Black on black crime. As mm-hmm. if black people make guns. As if black people grow poppy seed. As if black people do all these things that they're uh, that, that supposedly they do. So my point is, everything supports the narrative, and then. At, at some point, they don't even have to do it anymore. They send the no, book it runs to the black on, public. Right. It, 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 it's on autopilot. It continues it's on to, autopilot. It's on autopilot. It continues to go on and on and on until we break it. And the only way we break it is by using our minds. It's the only thing that does it. The only thing. Now, granted, yeah. we may have to engage in battle, physical battle, as yeah. well as mental battle or psychological battle, spiritual battle. But 
damn it, we got to do it. Because, brother, if we don't do it, we die. And it is a global phenomenon. You will see it yourself when you go to Africa in certain places. It, it, yes, Africa is beautiful. In certain places it is, it, it, it functions very well. But in other places it functions just like it does in Europe, just like it does here in the States with some foolishness and some drugs and some gangs and some, you know. So, you know, the influence of the European, that's why I played that first piece with Joe Morton that, you know, from the uh, TV series right, Scandal, right. you know, that you're a virus and every th- everything that you touch, you destroy, you know. Uh, the, the European, you know, when you said about his, about the women, that all comes out of their evolutionary development. They came out of this icebox in, in once in Europe. Europe was frozen over. And they came out of that. You know, the, the, the physio- physiologically, they were different. Psychologically, right. they're different. You know, Neanderthals, they're different. The Neanderthal and us are different. Now, I know uh, one thing that uh, Brother Franklin mentions about the fact that uh, evolutionary development, I believe. Now, he's saying that right. they, they developed separately. No, they, yes, they did, but they're not, a, they're, they're not a different species of humanity than us. What is different is their evolutionary development based on the environment which affected them so adversely. That's the difference. That's the I difference. agree with that. You know, I agree. With yeah, I agree. Because when, when, when you're in a, because when you're in an environment that is so harsh, so unyielding, so ungiving, you know, and everything you do is about survival. You don't give a damn about nobody but who yourself. Exactly. It, so you kill, you kill, you know, you you right. murder, you take, you thief, you lie, uh, uh, your women. You have no respect for them. Only thing they are. For you is is, is is children, and even at that at that time, they didn't give a damn about that, you know. And of course, the woman has to acquiesce, cause why? She can't leave. It's dark out there. It's no. cold out there. There's animals out there, you know. Right, <laughs> right. So, and that's where and that's where they have the, the, the American African in a survival mode. Yes, we're constantly believe yeah. we have to. Yeah, I got to get mine. You know, yeah. uh, it's the Bible of the fittest, man. Mm-hmm. You know, I I gotta take care of me. For, I gotta take care of my family because where did you learn that from? See, where did you learn that individualism from? Yeah. Who taught you to be an individual? Yeah, and, and you're, and you're acting, you're acting like the savages that you live among. Yeah, and that's brother, why we put can't me on come hold. Together, let, let me let me listen. Brother. I'm getting excited now. <laughs> All right, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> All right, please join the conversation, you can. Hit star twice for those who are in the queue. I got a number of you in the queue. Hit star twice if you want to have a question or comment or concern. Uh, also, too. Uh, yes, 913. 913. Yes, sir. Can you hear me, Elsie? I sure can. Hey, man, brother. How you doing, man? Man, I'm doing great. Good. You know, I, 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 was, uh, I had a pencil and paper, man. That brother that was speaking before, and I'm not familiar with him by his name. Yeah, but, but yeah. Is, oh yeah, you see his, his work a lot, Franklin Jones, and you see his work. Franklin the, the, right. Jones, Franklin Jones, the Black People's Matrix. He's been uh, on the program, a co-host, just like Brother Irv, Irvin Lewis has been a good co-host uh, here on this program. Oh, okay. Yeah, the Black People's All Matrix. Right. 
he he comes on a list yeah, by I, once I just, a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm just saying. I I just appreciate when I hear black men that speak like men. Mm-hmm. You know that have done some research and are right. able to point to the. Right. You know that's the thing. We, there's so many of us. Uh, when I say our people, you know, we we take white folks' interpretation of things. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. Oops. But uh, yeah, I mean, but the deal is what we, you know, like people like Dubois and, and Garvey and Elijah Muhammad. They spoke from our nature, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and many others. You know, I'm not just point, I'm just pointing at them, you know, uh, and, and yourself. And I hope myself, you know, our only I, I shouldn't say our only, but our primary objective is we got to get away from these people. Yeah. You know, first that happens. That happens uh, mentally. But ultimately, it's got to be physically, you know, mentally will we'll get us in the mindset where we can produce what yeah. we need to physically get out of here. I mean, I don't know if this is going to affect you and I and our generation, but I often think about my children and my grandchildren, I particularly say, yeah. my grandchildren. Right. They deserve, they deserve a life that is the only errors that they have to be responsible for are the ones that they make. Mm-hmm. And the benefits that they get and acquire should be from their own efforts. I you know, I, we we seem to think that you know white folks can't be killed, and I don't. You know, I mean, the Russians are proving that right now. They, <laughs> you know, they're sending stuff around. They're telling you on TV that it's the weather. That's the Russians, man. They control. They control. They are assaulting these American white folks mm-hmm. because they have learned how to control weather. Mm-hmm. It don't snow in California. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. That that's not a natural occurrence. I'll put it that way. And right. So they don't have a defense for it. They have no way to defend it except through media yeah. and make you think that that oh man, it's snowing in California. The yeah, I remember the Chinese. I remember years sir? ago reading about cloud seeding and all kind. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm talking about years ago, but 40, 50 years ago, all kinds of manipulations for weather. Uh, what was that? Uh, government program, uh, not NORAD, something like that, that deals with controlling weather, uh, the fact of what they did in Vietnam, you know? So, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's all possible. Yeah. So I, I put, listen, I put nothing past Caucasians to do what they feel they must do to maintain their dominance and control over this planet. That's why I'm saying right. this is a serious-ass battle for us. And when you talk about uh, uh, our future, it is very dim because of how it looks because of who's controlling. So, you know, and if we want to have a future, we better <laughs> we better control it. It better, better be us. Get on it. Mm-hmm. We better get on it, man. Yeah. We we missed the first bus. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it started raining when we started walking, but we got to we got to come up with and, and 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 this is why I constantly refer to it and I will to my dying day. We have got to develop a method Oshi communicating yeah. where these white folks are not responsible for our equipment and our thoughts that go into that communication. Mm-hmm. There's so many of us. I mean, people like Sharpton, man, I mean, he might as well be a white man. You know, <laughs> I'm just saying that the mentality of these people yeah. has been inculcated into so many of the people that they portray in front of us. You know, if somebody's not talking about fighting the enemy, that that's an enemy to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Whatever, and whatever method you can devise to defend yourself and
oftentimes, if it takes aggression, then be aggressive. We all going to die one day, man. I'd right. rather die. That's right. Battling. Fight my ass that off. I, that I took. Mm-hmm. That I took twenty five hundred of them out. Yeah, before I took I a left. stand. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Take a stand. That, that makes right. a life worth living, man. And uh, I'm, I, I don't want to take up a lot of your time. I know you I'll got other your calls brother. waiting, but I just want to, I want you to know I appreciate what you do. You know, you're a soldier, and that we need more. Harp. Yeah, somebody mentioned Harp. Yeah, the H A R P, the Harp program. Yeah, dealing with weather. Right on. Appreciate that, oh, brother. Well, Quaker. see, that's what yep. that's what happened. Mm-hmm. The Russians took that technology they took that information Mm -hmm. and they pursued it and they struck first and if i don't care how big and bad you are if i get the first strike and i got a bullet in my gun you're going down Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know what i'm saying yep so okay brother my brother i'll hang on in there okay thanks a lot all right six four six six four six good afternoon hey hey oc hey i just would like to ask that brother one question Where's his proof that it's the Russians? Where is his proof? That's all That's all I want to know is where's his proof? And why couldn't it be America doing it? If you notice all of the fight that's in the legislature in regards to climate control and things of that nature, why would you come on the radio and not provide absolutely fact that it's the Russians. When there's no absolute fact or proof or data that cannot be manipulated by this cracker America who goes around the world fucking with everybody, destabilizing every country to come on here with that propaganda about it's the Russians. It's the Russians. Do you well, have let me just say this. I, you can say what you want, Jay. No, no, that's the point. That's the point. So if you want to throw us the Russians, it could definitely, definitely be America. Like I said, years ago, Jay, 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 years ago, years ago, it was proven that the United States had the ability to cloud, to make it rain. That what they did in Vietnam to, to create torrential rains. I'm quite sure that the technology of that time has been improved to what's happening today. But I put more into climate change in terms of, uh, uh, of what human beings have done with fossil fuels and so forth. That's based upon what okay, I read. So, Okay, so then if that's the case, why don't we say everybody has the technology to do these things instead of just saying the Russians are the ones who's doing it. That that just that that just goes into this whole Americanism BS that we as a people suffer from. That it was the Russians who rigged the election and all of that with no real concrete proof in regards in regards to this. Okay. You know what I mean? It's just like you got. I, well, I, I, I say, a, let me say this: I ain't defending any crackers against any other crackers. No, what, what do you say? You know, but I'm not going to let one. I'm not going to sit here and make it seem for my survival as an African to pit one cracker against the other cracker when both of them are goddamn crackers trying to destroy me. 
Right. I'm not going to make no excuse for one cracker over another and make black people think as though, oh, America is so much better than Russia. Or, or mean, Russia, or Russia is is, is, the, is the victim too. No, no, no. And they're so much better than America. Oshi, if you really want to be honest about it, I think if we were to surmise and be truthful, Russia's probably treated Africa a little bit better than America ever had. Mm. Okay. So I think sometimes we need to really, really put things in the context, especially when you're talking about we need to get out of here. Come on, man. Come on. Okay. All right, Jeff. I also, I also was um, calling up to say to you about your Jones um, piece. It was, pretty, it was pretty interesting. I've heard him say it before. Sure. So I wasn't sure. It's not like, no, no, right. Anything that he nice said, he said before. Right. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was nice. It was nice to hear it. I mm-hmm. mean, you gotta be, you gotta be in tune to, you know, the propaganda as he says and what's going on to get us to think and and, and see things. And 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 this was what the guy said in regards to Russia is a perfect example of how this cracker, this cracker works. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just like the whole thing with um, the Ukraine and Russia. I mean, think about it. America is giving more to the Ukraine than they give yeah. to American people, man. Yeah. And you and you and, 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 and so they would have to make Russia into the boogeyman in a sense to justify mm-hmm. when all these people trying to do is be able to manufacture and export their product and i mean people just don't understand that man so this is what in a sense this war is about but lastly let me say this brother irv i hope you have a beautiful trip brother irv i hope you have a safe trip and um i just am so happy to see that you're going on the trip and i know that the ancestors god embrace you and whoever Family member is going with you, man. And um, as they say, I say, brother. I say, my brother. Thank you. I say. Okay. Yeah, you know, I end the program with the words of Stephen Biko, the most potent weapon in the hands of the oppressor is the minds of the oppressed. And and the bottom line is, is they have co-opted our minds. And many of us have, have a clue that that has been done because we believe and think and, be, and we've been trained to believe that we have our own mind. We have our own individualistic mind. It's, it's okay for you to think the way that you want to think and, and for you to do what you feel you want to do. Don't care about anybody else. That is not our way. The whole problem, brothers and sisters, this is not us. This is not our way. Nothing here in America. Yes, we brought some spice to this. No doubt about it. We brought, we, we, we have brought so much flavor to this damn place. It's, it's, it's not funny. You know, our style, our, our, the way we have done stuff, our flair, the music, you know, the comp, all kinds of, we brought, if it wasn't for us, how deeply boring this damn place would be. But we brought that. But of course, uh, uh, what do we get for that? That's right. 
the image of us as thugs and drug addicts and drug dealers and no fit fathers, no fit mothers, bitches and hoes and so forth. That's what we get for that imprisonment. In, 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 every, in every social ill in this country, every social ill in this country, it is more profound in us than anybody else. You name the damn ill. Healthcare, housing, education, jobs, you name it. We're most adversely affected to anybody. The fragmentation of our family. Now here we are. And I was talking to my good friend, brother, who loves to blame us, unfortunately. But I mean, we're talking about when, when we, and he's older than me. And, and, but when we were coming up in the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, you know, 70 to 80% of our households were a man and a woman and children. Today, 80% of our households, today, 80% of our households is a female, single-headed household. And a lot of these young men are raised, you know, by mothers who, who don't know how to raise young boys. And then, of course, the sex, homosexual piece, and I, and I know that's... Uh, um, What's her name is in the, the vice president is in Africa and she's pushing that piece. If you want, just like Brock did, if you want some assistance for the United States, you better be more humane. You can't be oppressing nobody. You got to allow the homosexuals to be who they are in your society. You got to let them be open with their homosexuality. <sighs> Man, uh, three, three, four, three, three, four. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Brother Oshi. How are you? I'm doing fine. Good to see Hey, man. Good to see you the other night. <laughs> good to see you, too. <laughs> yes, I had sir. to make sure that I chimed in um, to, uh, to say that. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting to still work, right, um, to try to make sure that uh, Baba Rogers' name is, uh, is raised and it uh, should uh, be part of our history. No doubt. So uh, I'm doing what I can on my end. All right. And seeing what I can do to enhance um, Sister Belcher's work and uh, just see where we can go from here. Right on. Appreciate you, man. Definitely. Thank you so much. Appreciate you, too. Very uh, good, sir. Until next uh, next Friday. All, all right. right. All Coming right. Then. Peace. Alrighty. Yeah, that brother Ted lost, man. Good, good man. It was the first time I had a chance to see him on Monday night at the meeting we had for the uh, preparing for our, um, you know, tribute to Dr. William Rogers that we're going to have. It's going to be beautiful. Yeah, it's going to be beautiful. So anyway, family, uh, we only got a couple more minutes left. Um, and, and, oh, wait a minute. We got another caller here. Brother Paul, good afternoon. How you doing, Bob? I'm doing well. Good to hear from you, man. You been okay? Yes, I'm alive and kicking. So if I'm alive and kicking, I can do better. I'm better. I must do. I'm just trying to do my thing. You know, Baba Ochi, it's good to listen to all the callers, yeah? Uh, The controversies, the ups and downs. It's it's good to hear that piece from Brother Franklin. You know, Baba Ochi, I'm just going to say this very quickly, yeah? Um, I get to realize at this stage of my life and uh, 
for all the, you know, listening I've been doing and all the interaction I've been doing, you know, 90, 98% of what we've received throughout schooling, falling systems and, and the systems of indoctrination are just absolute lies. And it, it's, do you know what? I, I can't even believe I'm even saying this, but I, I have to say it because it is lies. 90, oh, no, I'm going to say this. 99% of what we've actually been indoctrinated with is total and absolute lies. We still send our children to school and the school teaches us our children that... Paul, Paul you're bringing moon. up no on me. To the moon, but we, okay, we, go we just accept it. We don't even bother to tell our children that because we don't know no better. Look, 99% of what we learn, the reality of it, of course, we're going to have the discussions. Of course, we're going to be arguing, uh, 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 agreeing and disagreeing, but we must do that. We must go through this stuff because we have been totally and absolutely indoctrinated, and that's, that's a fact. I agree. Yes, sir. That's why that's that's why that's why we're here on this program every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, to refute those lies and all those distortions and all the images that have been put out there. This thing that they consistently bombard us with. We're here to deal with that. We're not covered. We ain't sugarcoating nothing. We ain't backtracking on nothing. We don't give a damn about what they say. But we're here for to help us. You know, get this madness out of our minds so we can think right and begin to love ourselves and love one another and begin to work with one another, you know. So, yeah, man, I appreciate you, Brother Paul. And thank you, man, for sending all the things that you send. I mean, um, I did a program just with the stuff that you send. I was playing it. And commenting on it, man, because you said so much good stuff, man. But, but, but you, I, I'm just so grateful that you even acknowledge it because some of us, we're so bad minded. We've got so much bad intentions. We've got so much distortion through these lies that we can't even do the barest thing and acknowledge it. But we've got the big. No, but yeah. we, we don't even have the basic manners. And that's, a, that's, that's the thing I, I see so much to say and it's an amazing thing because for me if you can't respect yourself how the hell are you going to respect me and if you don't respect me why should i respect right. you so the reality of it is Bob, baba ochi we can say all the bull crap we want to say but it comes down to basic manners and trust me if you ain't got no respect for me you ain't going to get no respect back and and i know you as an elder you have maximum integrity, you have maximum respect, and you just keep up the good work and keep the fire burning because we need more like you. Take care. Thank you, Brother Paul. Thank you so much, my friend. Bless you, man. All right. Yeah, family, we come to the end of another program. And uh, I tell you, I really appreciate you listeners. I appreciate you callers. I appreciate all of that. It, it I look forward to Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I really do. You know, because it is a time that we can discuss the issues that are affecting our people and what we can do. Granted, I know this is small, a portion of the things that that, that we so desperately need. But the thing is, we keep tripping, chipping away at it, keep in, instilling information, uh, presentations and so forth and so on, bringing people on who have done the work and so forth. You know, it's vitally important that we do this because if we don't do it, 
If we don't do it, exactly, we'll be no more. That's a fact. That's how I see it. Because our worst enemy is those who are trying to eliminate us. That's our worst enemy. It ain't us. Our minds are messed up because of them. It ain't us. So family, we end this program like we end all of our programs with the words of Stephen Biko. He said the most potent weapon in the hands of the oppressor was the minds of the oppressed. This program is dedicated and committed to helping to free the African mind. But not just the M-I-N-D, but the M-I-N-E, because under the feet of African people lies all the resources that the Chinese, the Arabs, the Indians, the Caucasians, and any and everybody else that ain't us want that they think they can't do without and they shown the hell damn it don't want to pay for brothers and sisters you have a blessed and wonderful day hope to see you on Friday Shimhotep means go in peace Asante Sana means thank you Abibi Vahodier Abibi Vahodier means our victorious destiny family we will be victorious you keep that in your mind and in your heart. We will be, even though at times it looks very bleak, it looks bad, especially the, way, the things we say and do, but you keep that in your heart. We will be victorious. You have a blessed and wonderful day. Hope to see you on Friday. Peace, family.